Welcome to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast with New York Times bestselling author, Christine Carlson. Chris shares don't sweat wisdom to help you achieve greater mental health, self-compassion, and better communication with family, friends, and coworkers. Listen in and learn simple ways to live your most vibrant life of joy. Welcome back to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast. This is Christine Carlson. Before we begin our topic today, let's go ahead and take our golden pause. So wherever you are, sit comfortably. If you're seated Indian style on the floor, great. Place your palms upright, open on your lap with your shoulders back, leaning back against something. If you're seated in a chair, please uncross your legs and place your palms open on your lap. Let's go ahead and begin to breathe together. If you're doing something, multitasking, doing something while listening, driving, or whatever, just use this as a deep breathing exercise to get present in your body and present in your gratitude. All right, let's begin. Go ahead and take a deep breath in. Breathing in through your nose, allowing your chest and your belly to expand. Ah, and just exhale and feel yourself relax and let go. This time as you breathe in, breathe in golden sunlight, pure golden sunlight to the tips of your fingers and toes, to the top of your head, to your heart, to every cell of your being. And as you exhale, just go ahead and feel your body relax a little more. This time, as you breathe in pure golden sunlight, filling your heart, your lungs, your whole body with pure golden sunlight, place your hand on your heart, activating your heart, opening your heart, and just spend a moment there breathing in this golden sunlight and exhaling and letting go. This time as you breathe in golden sunlight, as your hand is on your heart, think of one thing that you feel incredibly grateful for. Could be just one simple thing. As you allow yourself to focus on that one moment of gratitude, that one thing, Just breathe in that golden gratitude to every cell of your being. Fill your heart with gratitude and exhale and let go. Breathing in that golden gratitude, filling your heart, your lungs, your core, everything with gratitude. You might let a smile cross your face. And as you exhale, let go and open your eyes. Today, before I begin on our topic, I just want to mention to you that I have launched a patron program. Now, what is a patron program? A patron program allows you to become a patron of this podcast. I am doing my best to keep my podcast sponsor-free, meaning uh, so you can continue to listen uninterrupted without any advertising. So what you can do is just go to the patron button the link and just hit that. It'll take you to the patron campaign. You can donate one to five dollars a month if you feel inspired to do so. 
that said, let's go ahead and begin our topic today, which is all about kismet, synchronicity, and the magic and mystery of life. So one time I, you know, I've always had a lot of kismet in my life. And one might ask, why is that? Why do some people seem to have more synchronicity and kismet than other people? Now, kismet is, is synchronicity. It's when those seeming coincidences happen in life that just you just say, oh my gosh, that is so crazy that that just happened. Wow, how did that happen? To me, my interpretation of it is that it's the divine speaking to us. It's like the divine angels, divine love, divine energy, grace. It's all speaking to us, prodding us, pushing us, igniting us, laughing with us, playing with us, and helping us to move in the right direction in life. When you have kismet happen, you know without a doubt you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Now, I'm going to share with you three stories that are powerful stories of kismet and how it's played out in my life and how it shows me exactly that I'm in the exact right place at the right time. And it's sort of the divine sprinkling its fairy dust or giving me that just little spark of recognition and saying, go, Chris, this is where you're, you're doing it right. Go, Chris, you're on the right path. All right, so recently I had a, a very powerful experience of kismet. I was at this thing called the Pursuit Series, and I was out on a hike. Now, I wasn't speaking at this Pursuit Series or anything. I was a participant. I just did it with some friends just to have some outdoor fun. So I was on a hike, and I was um, talking to the woman on my behind me, just right behind me. And her name was Beth, and she said... Um, you know, we're talking about all sorts of things. She goes, Chris, what is it that you do for a living? And I said, oh, I'm an author. And she said, well, oh, wow, cool. You know, that's cool. Have you written anything I might have heard of? And I said, yeah, probably. She was about the right age. I kind of smiled and said, yeah, you might have heard of the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff books. And she just gasped. And I turned around and she goes, are you kidding me? And I said, no, I'm the co-author with my late husband, Dr. Richard Carlson. And she said, Oh my God, you're not going to believe this. I was on Amazon last week buying two of your books. And I was just, wow, really? Well, I said, well, thank you. She said, no, seriously, that just blows me away. Like, how does that happen that, you know, I'm meeting you and I just, she goes, I just was on Amazon because I was looking for your books and I had given them away, which is often the case, had given them away to friends. And I wanted them in my library because I wanted to reread them. And I said, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Well, then we talked about a bunch of other things on that hike. And then later that night, I met her husband and we were sitting around the campfire. I was sitting next to Beth and she tells me the story about her daughter and how her daughter had was really um, doing great in life, except that she had lost somebody that she considered was supposed to be her life partner. And I said to Beth, I said, oh my gosh, let me send her 
my book, From Heartbreak to Wholeness. I know my book is going to help her. And let me send her. And I, you know, in that moment, I looked in Beth's eyes and I thought, this is why I was on that trail speaking to Beth. This is why she asked me because her daughter needed to have my book. That's kismet at its best. That told me, wow, it's just the divine kissing me right now. It's the divine kissing her. It's the divine hearing the call of a mother's love for her daughter. It's the divine, you know, working in kismet, working in harmony with the universe and putting all the right things in this girl's court to help her move forward in her life. And isn't that beautiful, beautiful story of kismet. So of course, first thing I did was text message Carol, say, hey, let's send um, Beth a book for her daughter, Lauren. And then when I got home, I signed it and sent it. So that's my first story of kismet. My second story of beautiful synchronicity happened um, in Richards and my life together. So um, this was about, I want to say, six years into Richard's career as an author. Uh, Richard had his master's and PhD in psychology at the time. He He was doing what we call happiness training, which if you look um, on the Don't Sweat website about now, we are launching our first happiness training course. Um, but we, he was doing happiness training in person with people. But he used to say, wow, you know, I'm, I'm so good at this. I get people so happy so quick. I can't really build a full practice, which again was the instigator in him becoming an author because, you know, this was what he knew. He was supposed to reach the masses probably with this message of happiness. So um, six years in, he'd written a book called Shortcut Through Therapy. Now, this book was a beautiful book, um, but very pioneering for its for its stage of, of our lives. Like this was 30 years ago, you know, when he's talking about thought, moods, feelings, separate realities, present moment living, all of this stuff is part of our mainstream language now, but it wasn't 30 years ago. So that book did not um, sell well. And at the time we weren't doing book proposals at that time, we were writing full books, so it didn't sell well. We went out to dinner one night and Richard was really despondent. And I said, what's wrong, hon? And he said, well, you know, I, I just, I feel like I'm not cutting it. I feel like, you know, shortcut through therapy didn't sell well. We didn't make enough money. Um, you know, I, he goes, I think I might need to quit writing and get a real job. And I looked at him and I was like, you can't quit. You can't quit writing. Writing's your passion. You know that's your life calling. You know that's what you're supposed to do. He said, yeah, but I also have a family to feed. And we didn't make enough money on this book. And it's going to hurt us this year. And I said, hon we'll figure something out. You know, I can go to work. I can go to work at Nordstrom or something. You know, I can get a job. He's like, no, no, no. Um, That's not the answer. But he said, we'll figure something out. So we left our dinner and we walked in the door, actually went in separate cars and I came in first and the phone rang. I go to the phone and I pick it up. Hello. And I hear this, hello. Is this the Carlson residence? And I said, Yes, it is. She said, Well, I'm Alice McGee from the Oprah Winfrey Show. She said, I just had the strangest experience 15 minutes earlier. And I said, Oh, really? What's that? I'm like, Oh my God, it's the Oprah Winfrey Show calling. And 
I go, what's that? She said, well, I was bent down in the Oprah library and I was looking for a book on stress management and your husband's book, You Can Be Happy No Matter What, popped off the top shelf and hit me in the back of the head. She goes, can you imagine how funny that was? And I laughed with her and I, she said, do you think there's any way your husband could be on a plane tomorrow to be on the Oprah Winfrey show? And he walks in and I said, hey, hon, do you think you could be on a plane tomorrow to Chicago to be on the Oprah Winfrey show? Oh my gosh. The only other time I saw him cry with joy like that was when our kids were born and he put his hands up and he said, oh my God, are you kidding me? I'm like, yeah, how's that for kismet? I think the divine is definitely telling you, you need to keep writing. So just in summation of that story, let me tell you that, you know, just before, do you know that most people give up on their dream right before it's about to hit its fruition time? Well, Richard still had some, uh, some pavement pavement to go. He still had quite a bit of his journey left before he was going to write Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. But that experience um, put him on the map. He was on a panel on that show. Um, He was being very courteous. And Oprah said at the break to him, he said, everybody on the panel, I want you to shut up. This is Richard Carlson's call. She looked at Richard. She looked him square in the eye and she said, Richard, come on. I want to hear what you have to say. What are you nervous about? There's only 20 million people watching. <laughs> so at the at the, after that break, Richard got on. You know, it, it, it because he was on a panel, of course his book sales went up, but it didn't make a bestseller out of You Can Be Happy No Matter What. What it did for Richard was put him on the map with publishers. It said, this is an up-and-comer. This is somebody to watch. And that's exactly what happened. So... He started getting larger advances for his next um, books. And then four years later on his 10th book, he wrote Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. Can you imagine if he had quit writing at that point in his career? Can you imagine how our lives would have been totally different and his life wouldn't have had the impact that it had? So here's that's the story, one of the stories of synchronicity and kismet that altered our life. It told us it was that kiss of the divine, that little fairy dust spark that said, stick with it, keep going. We're with you. We've got this. You're not alone. My last story of true synchronicity and kismet happened after Richard died. Now, I was, I've talked about this in my TED Talk. I've shared this story. It's one of the most powerful stories of healing um, in my life. And I'll tell it to you now. So on the descent of a flight from Eugene, Oregon to San Francisco, um, my daughters and I had had gone to the airport. Well, I, I kind of prefaced that wrong, but I'll just tell you. We went to the airport. The ticket counter agent said, um, you know, ma'am, you're not seated together as a family. I really feel like you should be. It's the holidays. And I said, all right. You know, I I said, all right, if you, you know, whatever. And he, so he took it upon himself. And that's the big part is to seat us together on that flight. He rearranged our seats actually. And we, we sit down on this flight and I'm seated, um, with in the aisle my girls are next to me and a man walks up to sit down at the window seat. And here's something really powerful. 
I got a really strange feeling. Like I had a chill run down my spine. And when this man sat, uh, when he was stood in front of me, and my girls let out a giggle. And I thought that was also very strange when I thought about it later. Well, he's, I got out. I let him sit down. It was a very small plane, 50 seats, just 50. And I get this strong feeling, like, I really want to talk to this guy. But as he's um, getting settled, he pulls his laptop out. And so where I tried to initially initiate a conversation with him, I could tell he needed to work. So, of course, I quieted down. Well, on the descent of the flight, I still had that strong, overpowering feeling like I needed to talk to this guy. Didn't know why. So I ask him, as he puts his computer away, I ask him, is this a work day for you? And he said, um, oh, yeah. He's like, I'm really sorry. I would have loved to have chatted with you more. And I said, oh, that's okay. And he's like, talked about why he was there. He was visiting his sister. I was visiting my parents and brother. And then he says, well, what about you? You have your computer. Is it a work day for you? And I said, um, you know, technically I'm a writer. Everything's a, every day's a work day. So I always have my computer with me. And he said, um, well, have you written anything that I might know of? Have you been published? And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I've been published. But you might be most familiar with my late husband's work, Dr. Richard Carlson. He wrote Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. And when I said that, he didn't say anything, but he kind of wiggled around in his chair. And he, he looked up and, you know, he just looked a little bit like his color changed. He, he, he was really just processing that. And I said, what? Did you know him? And he said, uh, no, I, I didn't know him. Go, what? Did you know of his work? He was, I know of his work. And then he said, took a deep breath and he said, did, did your husband die on a flight to JFK a little over two years ago? And I said, oh my God. And I looked at him, I said, how'd you know he died on a flight to JFK? And he said, Wow, he said, because I was seated directly behind him on that flight. I was the first to assist the crew in helping get your husband's body out of his seat. And I was just like, what? And he said, yeah, you know, he said, strangest thing is I always wanted to tell you that he died very peacefully. He had a very peaceful look on his face. And I just burst into tears. And I said, oh, my God, what are the chances of this happening, that we would meet like this? He said, there are no chances. And we were both just stunned to silence, just stunned. I just, I just couldn't even believe it. He gave me his card, and he said, please call me anytime you like. And, you know, I never did call him. I never did because that was all I needed to know was that he was peaceful. He didn't know that that was a great healing moment for me. He didn't know that that information was so powerful for me because I always wanted to know who was on that flight with Richard, who was holding his space when I couldn't be there to hold him when he transitioned into the next realm. So you can imagine that story of synchronicity can only be one thing. It can only be the divine. It can only be that the divine love, the divine grace, the divine power can always show us that we are not alone, that we are not doing this life journey on our own, that we are supported by the mystery of life. And here 
is the magic. Kismet brings us magic in our lives. Kismet brings us a totally different vibration and dimension of life into this realm, into this 3D limited realm. So that's what I want to leave you with is what does it take to initiate kismet in your life? I believe all it takes is for you to be present to it, to you and to invite it, for you to find the joy in it, the synchronicity, the pleasure, the magic, for you to be present to it. When we are present in our bodies, in our breath, when we are really present, we notice the kismet of the everyday alchemical process of life. With that, I'm going to leave you. Please share this with your friends and family if you feel inspired. And come back again. Don't sweat the small stuff. Live the big stuff. This is Christine Carlson. Thanks for listening to Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff. Christine's new book, From Heartbreak to Wholeness, The Hero's Journey to Joy, is available at all major booksellers. Visit fromheartbreaktowholeness.com with your receipt of purchase to receive some fabulous free bonuses. That's fromheartbreaktowholeness.com.